Chi. This is a poem written by Sandra Hita Jaffel of Encom, the 27th of April, 2019. She wasn't my woman, but I could see through her eyes, her edges, fears, pretense, and her smile. She was the kind of girl who slew kings, except I wasn't one and she wasn't a sinner. She wasn't my woman for she betrayed and belonged to the arms of eyes. Her words were few, fierce, suspense, yet worthwhile. She had the kind of soul that made men dream, except that I wasn't man and she wasn't a, a sinner. She wasn't my woman, the seven seas had told me so, but my restless souls had said no. It rejected that she belonged to a man who loved her as much as I did. It believed that since she didn't love him, it could have been me. She wasn't my woman, but I craved her like sex. She wasn't my wife, but I wanted her so. This is a jar full of ink, lover's books, part one. But love was a mild thing to behold. When a sailor sails, he visits many ports. He sees the world in a million ways different from other parts. The seas becomes home and home is where dwells the heart. But love is a funny thing to behold. It creeps up on us unawares and the fondness is taken home. This time when the sailor sails, he pours many calls, but his mind wanders away. The place called home is shifting its base. Little by little, feels the lover's books of crave. Love is a scary thing to behold, like a pack of cards or a game of dart address. My love is here to stay. I am this seaman who has sailed, felt the wonders of the divine and vulnerable to the weaknesses of man. But love is a mild thing to behold, to cherish and uphold. I want to travel with you like lovers do, sail the world just like sailors do. And then my darling, come back home to you, a jar full of ink. another one what we see and what it's not it was a grand one the ceremony great kings had come from far lands to attend chief priests and young princes around cows grilled fried and dipped in peppered soups had guests chattering with loud voices over loud musics 
from the popular City Life Band. Today, we were to mourn, but it was a celebration of life instead. Our man was a good man, so we thought. He thought the doll and prayed to God. He fed the needy and championed the cause. His course was that of equality and fairness. He had grown so much power and had vested in the false loyalty of his domestics. The man's money went before him to places, temporary smiles on faces that might never be liberated from the shackles of, of pennilessness. He had bought their will with almost no pens and a pinch extra of what they possessed with a smooth tongue and magic wand of the rich money. So tell me, can we say that this life was not well lived? Why should we mourn a celebration of life when a mentor has been called to glory? We can only herald the exit of rare gem. We can only celebrate a life well lived in conformity with the world's standards. We can only repay the benefits of his benevolence like this. This is how we should crown him in our own little way. He meant much more than this. This is how the compensation ceremony will be held. The Lord would sure do more for this good man. Angels parading his soul and blowing their usual trumpets dressed on white apparel in a city made of the golden gorget I can only imagine. A big body bag from Adidas and the casket expensively sold spices, sumptuous meals, holy solemn songs for the old, paid mourners, drums and dancers parade all night long, a family reunion to measure how far one's wealth had run. A long list of silly things, but the dawn is yet to come. Doom! Doom! Badum, balalam, balam, bam, bam. All the women busied themselves with imagining what Falakia would have become if not for that witch of a neighbor. Younger women shook their buttocks to the rhythm of the talking drum, and children were as confused at the true essence of childhood. Other posed for selfies and blood licks for the gram, and I, sitting at a corner, nursing a drink and hoping the woman who had promised the meal will remember soon, yet again, and typing this piece and speaking this podcast, deep down my soul, a voice confides in me that this is all there is, nothing left at all. Let them, let them, I mean, let us celebrate this man and make merry for this is the last of its kind in his name.
if the hosts of heaven wouldn't receive this man's soul let him let him let him marry his last year a jar full of ink Today, we mourn. We mourn the life of a dying boy when right before our eyes he withered. Not like flowers or melting candles, but slowly and beautifully when seen through a prism or glass like the effervescent solids giving beautiful colored gases and particles. Oh me. How foolish I have been to not see that this could be the end. How foolish I was to have hurt a boy who for himself couldn't fend. Foolish of you to have hurried through the days that passed and not worry at life's entire and true defense. Today, we mourn. We mourn the casting of a shadow and the half-truth it projects. That we are at the end of the day, not truly who we say we are. Afraid that things not seen because we have sinned for too long. The dying of passing days say so long, my darling. Where was wisdom when men died of depression? When hunger ate deep in the hearts of Africa? Antarctica plagued by anthropogenic pollution. Where was wisdom when the new world order proclaimed the reverse of what fates defined and technology hung on the cross for our sins? Today we mourn. We mourn the blasphemy of unlimited Wi-Fi and data bundles that replaced true bundles of joy that left irreplaceable and the scar of a horridly tattooed soul. We mourn a death that happened a long time ago while we vainly chattered and our heads buried in insta-laughter. Today, We mourn that we impose on our very own selves an imprisonment for the things we feared were unseen, the virus and its deeds, and so was the Christ who died that we may from our sins be freed. We mourn that as small girls, all our big gods could only provide disinfectants and sanitizers, leaving our souls unsanitized and our bodies alone to be with their wives today we mourn the birthing of a bouncing ball the earth and how she has fared the wastes we incurred and the nurturing of all she has feared today we mourn blood the elixir of time and generations We mourn the killing of brothers and the killing of twins. We mourn the wasting of our fetuses and of dying kids. 
It's a good day to be alive to mourn the sculpt works of our very own hands. We shouldn't have the privilege to dodge. We mourn the deaths from terrorism and the deaths from corruption. We mourn the deaths, the Cold War and the tests for nuclear weapons. We mourn the love we lost when we counted our wars, prepping for a third which is yet to come. Today we mourn that as these tears flow, it washes the earth and cleanses her from the pain she once knew, the pain she undergoes and wets her for the rebirth of earth. Earth, like a cat, has nine lives. Let the earth out of the bag. of how love displays its varying forms, its twists, turns, and occasional belly bumps. Ha! Huh. She has done a good job at focusing on life's struggles and angry bosses that the spread canvas was gradually wasting away never to feel the glide of love lost brushes on its hard textured surface. But stories are arrogant and impolite enough never to reveal its next turn, the juts of blood and the tingling sensation, the dense winter chill as the grey talks seem to be the brightest colour in the room, decorated in sharp Christmas colours and radiant smiles of tourists. Every soul in that room took a momentary slow-mo or something that seemed to be a halt. He walks up to her and says, Winter jackets are thicker. Call me Santa. With a witty smile, doffing his cowboy hat, she is potentially dead. Me. Mm-hmm.